Welcome to Level Up Chips. Hey Ice King, why'd you steal our garbage? Hello everyone and welcome back to Level Up Chips. My name is Michael Gonzalez. I am your host and I have this new permanent co-host that you probably know named Max Logan. How you doing, Max? I'm doing uh, fine. I mean, I just got off work and I don't know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind of half here but uh other than that i'm doing fine hey 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 how about that looks like everybody's doing good and we are returning from a summer vacation 2021 what did you do over the summer when it came to you know what i'm actually talking a little bit about something that we should be going into later but i should probably get into the segments that we have which I think everybody knows at this point we have the news of the week, we have the main topic, and then we go into our random game of the week. Everybody knows it's all random, we pick it out of this wheel, it's pretty fun. But let's get right into the nitty gritty of the news of the week, which is we have a rumor going around on Twitter and all oh. social media about Nintendo potentially getting in with a Game Boy Online feature for the Switch, kind of like the NES and SNES stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, what are you thinking about that? What, what do you think is going to be going on with that Game Boy Online? Well, uh, a few major outlets have decided to report on it, so I feel like there's a bit more legitimacy to it than with like, oh, there's going to be a Nintendo Direct this week. It's going to have Bayonetta 3 and Metroid Prime 4. It's going to be great. And then it, and then they're like, oh, wait, no, it's next week. Don't worry, guys. No, I uh, feel like this one might actually be have a tinge of legitimacy. I think it's got some legitimacy to it. And in a certain way, I'm very, very, very excited to see what they're going to have, especially for all the third-party games. Um... Honestly, I've wanted more stuff in terms of the uh, um, online features mm -hmm. because NES, SNES, that's great. But we could really use stuff like some of the old, you know, Pokemon games. That would be really neat. But uh -huh. we aren't even just looking at stuff like that. We're also looking at the, the old Donkey Kong Country games that were ported oh, on yeah, the Game Boy. Right. The Donkey Kong game, which was pretty much a, like startup of the the mario versus donkey kong series uh-huh yep there there was so much about the game boy that pretty much brought so much i mean they they, they had the super mario land games mm -hmm. some of those games i still play on the 3ds i'm like man those are good platformers yeah especially the second one the one that introduces wario in it the second one i would say i i love that one because you have that like all around little world mm -hmm. they're all so weird yeah, the open world. The... It's such an open world. It's very non-linear. Mm -hmm. And all the different ideas for it. Because there's like a Halloween world. Yep. Which I was like, whoa, that's cool. There was like a, a world that was almost kind of like you go inside of a whale. Yeah. it's almost Pinocchio-like. Uh-huh. Really, really weird. But at the same time, you don't really get that creativity in some of the Mario games recently. And mm -hmm. I think that... We need that back. I think that we need the, the Mario series back in its roots. But that's a whole other topic uh -huh. for a whole other day. Uh -huh. The the other thing that uh, came around this week is actually Dead Space. 
Uh, yep, the, Dead Space Remake. Uh, over the summertime, we actually weren't able to cover this, but EA did announce a remake of the original Dead Space. It's not a reboot. It pretty much looks like a one-for-one remake of Dead Space with a few added you know, features a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, just recently, they did show a little bit of video footage of what oh. they had for Dead Space. Now, are you a fan of Dead Space? Uh. I mean, I've definitely heard about it. It's kind of hard not to hear about it, but uh, I haven't played them myself. Except I know that, you know, it kind of leans more in on action as the series goes on. It's kind of like Resident Evil, except it never bounced back. It pretty much went into the Resident Evil 5 uh, phase in, like, the third game. And once they realized, oh my gosh, what are we doing that's when it died, and the entire that that the, the entire studio got got take, got taken down by EA as they do. Yeah, Visceral Games, R.I.P. And that that's another topic actually about the Dead Space stuff. It looks great. I think that all the graphics, I think it looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. The, but the biggest thing that's always just a little bit of a, a a bad taste in your mouth is just the fact that Visceral Games, the people who created the whole IP of Dead Space, Mm -hmm. they're no longer around. What's going on with that? I mean, I wouldn't, like, I'm not going to doubt that it'll be good because, you know, it's just a remake. It's already great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I guess my line of thinking that it's kind of like the Demon's Souls remake, which didn't have From Software involved in it at all. That's it was true. developed by Blue Point, but that was still just, you know, good old Demon Souls. So, you know, that's actually true. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm thinking the Dead Space remake will just be the same. It'll be the old game, but it looks better and has some quality of life improvements. Well, here's to hoping that Dead Space turns out fantastic, just like the rest of the, well, the first two games. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, the the last thing that we have for news of the week that I am very excited to talk about because it's really interesting. Um, someone on YouTube actually sent out a video. Uh, basically, they recreated the uh, the old, what was it, PS2 and GameCube game. Uh, also Sim- Xbox. And Xbox, my bad. <laughs> um, Simpsons Hit and Run. They completely remade it all within a span of one week. Mm-hmm. Now, I wasn't able to play that game, but from what I've seen from that video, pardon me. Um, pardon me. <laughs> um, pretty much, this game, it's open world. It's actually kind of insane that this person was able to make it all within one week. Mm-hmm. Um, were, were you able to play that game when you were a kid? No, I, I never did. I mean, my parents never, you know, let me get into The Simpsons. It's it's an be, adult Yeah, yeah, it's, a, show. it's an adult show. So they never let me get into it. I know a lot of people are like, oh, well... It was my replacement for GTA because my parents wouldn't let me get that. It was pretty much. I mean, yeah. you were Bart Simpson just doing stupid stuff, kind of like GTA. Yeah, driving <laughs> that, around. Driving around, causing absolute mischief. Chaos. Yep. <laughs> mischief and chaos. That's that's the basically what you had to do in that game. Except in a cartoony veneer. So In a certain way, it was a perfect game just to get around the whole gta craze back then Mm -hmm. um but in a certain way 
I've seen the video. It's really interesting to see how this person did it. And uh-huh. we were talking about, like, okay, assets and stuff. Like, what what's going on there? Did they just recreate them from the ground up? Because that's got to be a lot of assets, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can find all of that stuff on the YouTube video. We highly recommend you search up Simpsons Hit and Run Remake because it's an insane type of thing that only a few people ever get around to doing. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? Do you think that we should head into the main topic? topic. Yeah, I think I think so. <laughs> All right. Um, well, the main topic, I was getting a little bit too much into it before, but um, basically, we weren't able to do a lot over the summer in terms of level up chips. So, mm-hmm. in a certain way, we, we played all sorts of games. There were all sorts of game announcements that we were excited for, and we wanted to... In a, in a certain way, just get that out of the way. Get that out of the way and just talk about what we're excited for and what's new that we didn't cover. And boy, oh boy, I've played a lot of games. And I've seen a lot of things that made me scream. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, would would you wanna would you wanna start? Okay, so uh, first things first. Um, I was playing. So. Just for a little bit of background, uh, I like to play fighting games. Uh, I pretty much can get into anything if I put my mind to it. And uh, I heard about Guilty Year Strive, which Mm. came out on June 10th, if I remember correctly. And I was like, oh, well, I played Exard. Like, I kind of liked it, but it was a bit hard. And somebody said, oh, well, it's just that, but, like, kind of easier. So I was like, okay, cool, like. Maybe I'll pick it up. And I did. It's it's so good. Like <laughs> it, it's one of the best fighting games I've ever played. It I mean, like stuff like the visuals and the soundtrack. Oh, they're killer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the visuals are some of the best in the industry for fighting games at least. Mm. Uh if you're familiar with Arc Systems former works, like again, Guilty Gear Exard and uh, Dragon Ball Fighters, then it's that same art style, but just like pumped. Oh, it is to, so pumped to up to like better. nine thousand. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, the music is all fantastic. Like all the character themes are either from really good to like perfect. <laughs> Plus, they all like fit each character, and. The fighting system is accessible enough for newcomers to have fun while also being deep enough that, you know, people who have been in the community for a long time can, you know, do some cool stuff and still have it feel fresh. I can actually attest to that because while I do know quite a few combos for, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, stuff like that, um, I still consider myself a fairly like beginner like uh newcomer mm-hmm. to to the fighting uh game you know scene mm-hmm. and when i i was able to play guilty gear strive because max is my roommate um basically i i played it and i was absolutely amazed by the just like he said graphics the the gameplay there was so much about it where i was like okay i might not like this character <laughs> uh nay. But 
I can still have fun for the most part, unless it's Max that's playing May. Uh-huh. I'm just going to throw that out there. Max is kind of a terrible May player to me. Uh- <laughs> Oh, uh, don't worry. They're worse people. Oh yeah, I know. I've I've seen all sorts of videos, aka like a uh, uh, donkey. He video game donkey on YouTube. He had a video, and I gotta say, you kind of play like him. Like him. Yeah, that, that's the idea. That's the idea. He that's just kind of he really likes to spam a dolphin in yep. my face, and that that's never a good feeling. <laughs> it's never a good feeling when you're just getting spammed with a bunch of attacks, and you're like, mm-hmm. I I just want to move. For anyone who's still on the fence about Guilty Gear Strive and you play fighting games, just to let you know, uh, Potemkin is the game's, like, staple grappler, and he's actually really good. Despite being at the bottom of most tier lists, but he's a grappler, so, like, that's natural. Would you have to say that, like, there is no bad character? Yeah, uh, probably the... I mean, the least good character is Faust, and that's because his de- his combos are kind of low damage. Plus, you know, before this last patch, one of his supers didn't wall break, but that's beside the point. Besides, he's still really good for, you know, a bottom tier character. There, There's nothing to go wrong with this. If you like a character, you like how they move, more than likely, you're going to be able to main them for the rest of your life. Exactly. So... Uh, Mike, what have you been playing? <laughs> oh, what have I not been playing? Uh, uh, I, I actually want to start off with a game that not that many... Or, let me restart just a second. This game it is old. It is from 2007, right? Yeah, 2007. 2007. And it's a game that just got remastered fairly recently, I'd say. For the Nintendo Switch, and it is No More Heroes 1. Oh, yes. No More Heroes 1 is a game that was originally on the Wii, and this game, I don't even know how to describe it. It is a, I'd say beat-em-up style game. It's a hack and slash. It's a hack and slash, definitely hack and slash, uh, game with a very heavy boss rush style uh, uh gameplay aspect mm-hmm. where yeah. pretty much you play as this character named Travis Touchdown which oh my gosh he is he is quite the character and he is quite the uh uh adult <laughs> character uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah uh he wants to become the number one ranked assassin in the world specifically so that he can get, let, with, uh, get with a get get with Someone. Yeah, I get so. with a lady and uh pretty much to get that chance, yeah. um, pretty much he has to become the number one ranked Just assassin in the US. Oh, in the US. I'm pretty certain it's in the US, and then I think later this, on in the games it's like, okay, the world, and then in the third the, the one, one. Which just came out like a week ago, it's the universe. Yeah, he has to he has to fight aliens, and become the top-ranked universe assassin. Yeah, so it just kind of piles on as it goes along. It's brilliantly ridiculous. Like It is you, so funny. Like you go to the bathroom to save. Every single time, and pretty much, oh my gosh, it it is so wild because you just kind of see him on the toilet, and you're like, this is my save feature. 
Mm-hmm. That's it. Huh. And this guy, let me let me just say, first of all, Travis Touchdown, he's not a cool character. Yeah, he, in the Not in the, the slightest. He is a person who loves anime to death, mm-hmm. but, like, in a, like, probably unhealthy way. He's an otaku. He's an otaku um, who is really into Mexican wrestling mm-hmm. and is just looking for a girlfriend. That's pretty, pretty much. much it. He's, yep. he's just looking for a girl, and he found that girl, and they want him to become a top-ranked assassin in the U.S., and he said, all right, I guess I'm going to do it. Yeah. Does he also have a cat? He does have a cat named uh, Jean. Yeah, yeah. That's um, another thing. You can uh, pet the cat. You can so. pet the cat. Um, just for those people who are always worried if they can pet the dog, cat, any animal, you can pet the cat in every single game. So I would recommend getting that game because it was great. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Although it was a boss rush or boss rush style, if you play it in good chunks, if you just play it in like maybe one boss and then you, you, you uh, one feature that I should mention, you have to, um... Do chores. You have to do chores, meaning you have to mow lawns. You have to grab coconuts for certain vendors, stuff like that, to get money so you can actually fight that assassin. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really funny. You kind of see the monotonous life of Travis Touchdown, and then all of a sudden he's just kind of fighting assassins. Oh, yeah. One more thing. He got his signature weapon, which is like a lightsaber... Katana. A, katana. a lightsaber mixed with a katana. Just like, what was it? It was uh, a lottery. It yeah, was pretty just, much a raffle. He just got it from a sweepstakes. Like, that's how much of a loser he is. He got his sword. It's not because he trained so hard with his master and all of a sudden... Oh, actually, <laughs> this is the final thing I want to mention. His master... He watched a bunch of stuff on a VHS. Yep. He got a VHS about how to fight, and that's how he kind of got his master uh-huh. and just became a peer of this person. He watched a videotape from a rental company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just a, a video rental place. And it's just, he is the loser of losers <laughs> and i love him for that it's a exactly. huge underdog story but um you know in a certain way do you want to talk about any of the other games that you've played uh where are we low, low on time oh we're, we're about like uh 18 minutes so i think we're able to go through it all right sure uh so the next game i've been playing uh a lot it was mostly through august it was a uh, chivalry 2 Ooh. uh for those who don't know, Chivalry 1 was a uh, medieval combat uh, simulator game made on the Source engine. And uh, just recently, a few months ago, they released the second installment, which is, you know, more of its own thing. Honestly, if it ain't broke... Yeah, don't fix it. Don't fix it, because mm-hmm. this game was already perfect to begin with. Exactly. It's got a surprisingly deep fighting system, especially for melee combat. In a certain way, I would actually uh, like compare it to the Star Wars uh, Jedi Knight oh, lightsaber yeah. combat because mm-hmm. it's the same format of if you kind of like drag your mouse to the left and you click, you know, to to you know swing. Pretty much, you are swinging to the left. Yeah, exactly. 
I mean, it's a bit more difficult to pull off on controller. It is, yeah. Yeah. And that goes the same way for Jedi Knight, actually. Jedi mm-hmm. Outcast and Academy. Uh-huh. And let's, it, it has, even though it's, like, an incredibly, like, gory game most of the time like you could just cut people's heads off in their arms and stuff it is also it has a little bit of like humor in it has so much it. humor because to it. you can pretty much pick up anything like you can pick up pieces of meat and throw them at people you can pick up like goblets i picked up a barrel before and thrown it at someone and killed them you did a donkey kong uh-huh <laughs> I've seen it before, and it's the best thing. There, There's this YouTube uh, uh, channel that Max and I watch called Highlight Reel, mm-hmm. and there are so many Chivalry 2 clips where things just go wild because this game is very literal with its, like, hitboxes and stuff. There's mm-hmm. no leeway when it comes to, like, when someone gets hit. You will see people with, like, full-on artillery, like, you know, crossbows and stuff, and they just go right through, like, a shield or something, right into the person's, like, helmet. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's absolutely wild, the type of stuff that you can do in that game. Yeah, uh, of course, it's got, like, a little bit of jank. Like, for example, if you get hit by a ballista, it's like getting hit by a giant in Skyrim. You just oh. rocket into the <laughs> air. <laughs> I'd say that's a plus. Yeah. I always say that's a plus. I mean, it's not necessarily historically accurate, but it's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> who said anything about being historically accurate? You're a knight who just got a barrel and chucked it at your enemy. Do you think... Well, I take it back. That could actually happen. Yeah, but... Let's see. I mean, one problem I have with it is that, like, ranged engagements are almost always, like, Either the archer is just, like, making you into a quiver, so you're just, like, getting shot constantly, you can't get in, or you get in, and they just can't do anything, and you just destroy them. (laughs) So, would you say, actually, you're the history major, would you say that this is kind of accurate and historical? No, 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 definitely not. Like, I mean, a lot of the weaponry is... I mean, on period and stuff. Uh, the armor seems to be, you know, it, it's not all just steel plates. Like, that's a misconception people have. Okay. But, like, there, there's bits of steel. But um, nothing, it, like, full-on. Yeah, like the, yeah the, like plate armor. Well, like you see on Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> except, you know, except for knights and stuff. But, you know, it's a completely fictional two factions. I was gonna say, have you like? I've heard that chainmail already is like super heavy. It is heavy. Yeah, like, usually, I mean, peasants were fighting, so they maybe have some chainmail, but it was mostly like cloth shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's a good game. That's mm-hmm. a good way to actually demonstrate what it would have been like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Along with throwing barrels at people. But yeah, and like, you know, dancing in the middle of battle. or Can't you play a lute or like a flute or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can pick up like a lute and kind of just strum it as you go along. Also, you can hit people with it. That's a good game. Exactly. That's a good game. It's like a bird howl, but 
you know, on other consoles besides the PC. Exactly. Um, why don't I get into one of my games? Um, and then I think that we should talk a little bit about what we missed in terms of announcements. Um, All right. <laughs> um, so this game, I think that we can both kind of talk a little bit about it since uh, the other game that I played that I really wanted to talk about, which was Returnal. Um, I'm the only one that I think that actually played it and knows a little bit about it. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get onto the, my soapbox talking about that. What I can do is get on my soapbox and talk about Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. Nocturne. Yes. Yep. This game just got uh, remastered recently for the Nintendo Switch, PS4, and I think that's it. Maybe PC? Yeah, the PC as well. PC. So, unfortunately, sorry Xbox players, you do not have that game, I'm pretty sure. Nope. But you have the Yakuza game, so I recommend that. Um, anyway... This game is hard, but at the same time, I feel like it's fair in its own weird sense. You really have Mm -hmm. to get into it and play it yourself or not. I might, I don't know, scare you off Mm -hmm. um, because this game is kind of for the people who love RPGs. And I mean love RPGs RPGs because... It's got all the trappings of an RPG. In some of the worst ways... In a certain way, I love the game because it actually used status ailments and all the buffs and debuffs of a game. Um, and it, it's actually really, really interesting because you'll get into the infamous boss fight, Matador, which mm-hmm. is a skeleton in a Matador outfit. Uh, outfit. And pretty much what he'll actually do, he'll debuff everybody so pretty much they cannot hit they yep. cannot evade attacks. You, you can't you, do damage. You can't do damage. You take more. Yeah. It's... Exactly. So pretty much the system for this game is you basically have four different turns. Basically, if you miss, like like you have a party of four. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. You so, know, four turns. Mm-hmm. So if you get a, a weakness of a character, if they're weak to ice, something like that, you get an extra turn. So now it's five turns all of a sudden. And you get to keep going, cycle through. And if you are smart enough, you may be able to get a full eight turns on your time. Yep. And it's great. So it's... (laughs) Sorry. Uh, So it's kind of similar. I mean, Persona is just a spinoff of Shin Shin Megami Megami Tensei. Tensei. Yes. So it's a... It's a... Actually, I'd say the Persona system, the battle system, is an adjusted version of this, you know, you get more turns for hitting weaknesses. Mm-hmm. It's called the press turn system, except the difference is in that when you, you know, knock down all the... It, it knocks enemies down. You get an all-out attack. Yeah, which is just a massive, like, group attack. That does serious damage. Exactly. But in SMT, it just gives you extra turns. And I would also like to say, this is a double-edged sword, this system, where if you actually, like, miss an attack, if, you know, you try attacking someone and it misses the, the enemy, you just lost a turn. Yep. Meaning, once you did that turn, now it's gone, you only have two turns left. Yep. So, when I say this person, this matador, basically debuffed you so you miss all the time, that means if you miss twice, that's it. It's that guy's turn. And he just made it so he will always hit. 
And also a dramatic attack increase. And a dramatic attack increase, meaning it could potentially be a critical, more likely. More than likely, you are going to die if you do not understand those buffs and debuffs and how to surpass somehow that fight. Which Mm -hmm. I died, I want to say once, if not twice, during that fight. I went back, I was able to beat it. Once I learned the system, you have no idea how kind of easy the game can be. Mm-hmm. I've had boss fights where I was accidentally like five levels below. And I was like, oh, shoot, what do I do? I did exactly what the Matador did, which I literally just made it so they kept missing. I was like, ha, 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 my turn. Kept getting criticals and just kept hitting them until they died. Mm-hmm. It was usually a, an act of uh, attrition, you know, stuff like that. Uh, endurance and everything, but it worked. Yeah, it always it worked, and mm-hmm. this game really rewards you if you understand what's going on. I will say, though, it has random encounters, which is one of my biggest pet peeves for an RPG. Uh-huh. Surprisingly, it doesn't feel bad to me somehow in this game, mm-hmm. which people will actually probably yell at me about, but because um, it, it surprisingly has a bad random encounter rate. rate. Mm-hmm. Yet somehow I'm like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. It comes with the territory. Um, But at the same time, I will say a, a minus of this game is just... It's hard, and sometimes it can get really draining to play the game because of... You have no idea what's going to come around the corner. You could be like two hours in deep, like in a dungeon or something. You get to the boss, realize, shoot, I haven't saved. They debuff you beyond all hell kill you and now you just lost those two hours Mm -hmm. you have no idea what is going to come around because usually it comes when you least expect it people have said this is the dark souls of rpgs i hate to say that but it's fun it's true it does have a certain ring to it because it kind of is um after a while i was playing it i loved it and then all of a sudden i stopped playing it and i forgot about it and it just kind of does that it's a vicious cycle kind of like the skyrim games where you just get your elder Elder scrolls Scrolls. my bad don't hate me uh basically you play skyrim and you're like oh my gosh i love this game you stop playing it for a week and then it becomes a month then it becomes a year and then you see your character and you're like oh my gosh i love skyrim again yeah exactly also uh it's worth noting that in the hd version uh dante is in the game DLC, though. Yeah, he he's DLC. a DLC, but he's also uh, voiced by Ruben Langdon, who's done Dante since Devil May Cry 3. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, actually, even though it's Devil May Cry 2, Dante, but we, we don't talk about We that. don't talk about <laughs> Devil May Cry 2, except for the... I will say, I will say Dante's design is good. Yeah, his 2 design is really good, but... Don't play the second game. Do not. Bad idea. Uh, yeah, he... Let, let's just say Max is the expert for Devil May Cry. If he says do not, that means you do not. <laughs> I, I would recommend playing DMC Devil May Cry 100 times before oh my you play gosh. 2. Because that's actually like kind of a good game, right? It's like, you know... Just, story's bad you hear it the the writing's bad (laughs) you heard it here folks (laughs) but it's actually fun (laughs) 
You heard it here, folks. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Moral of the story is Shin Megami Tensei 3. It's a great game. It's got Dante from the Devil May Cry series, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. I would recommend it, but only to the people who really want to. So... Let's get into the next part of the main topic, which is some of the announcements that we missed, such Mm -hmm. as the Nintendo Direct that happened in, what was it, June? Yeah, E3. E3. Yep. Oh my gosh, yeah, that that was a wild time. Uh Uh-huh. Um, that was fun. They just cold opened with Kazuya from Tekken in Smash. Which I will say, I'm, I'm always curious if that is, um... A broken character? Do, do people have people said that? Well, he's uh, his uh, his AI is certainly a little bit crazy, but even no. some of the pro players are like, "Oh my gosh, what did they do with him?" <laughs> Just surprised nobody complained about the inputs like they did with Terry. Especially when Kazuya basically brought Tekken to Smash Bros. Yeah, exactly. Like, have you ever seen the move list? Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's like... I'll I'll give an example. If you crouch and then uncrouch, as soon as you uncrouch and you're standing up and then press A, you are doing a whole new move. Yep. Like, that is how complicated it can get. Because in the Tekken series, how many moves does a Tekken character usually have I don't in, in know. seven because I'm fairly certain I played Kuma one time trying trying to train and he had like over a hundred different moves yeah it takes uh I don't know about 10 seconds to reach the bottom of each character's move list from the top and that's like fast scrolling fast scrolling people actually no about five seconds point is very large move sets uh because actually i watched a video on this um because the combos in tekken and other 3d fighters are based off of juggling uh there are just a ton of moves that like support that so you can just kind of like you know have a bunch of different moves that combo into each other as opposed to 2d fighters where it's like specific stuff Huh, I yeah. actually never even thought about that, but mm-hmm. it does make sense. Uh, I, I love the 3D fighting games, uh, case in point, Soul Calibur, mm-hmm. where usually you can get a ring out, and that is some of my favorite stuff when you juggle someone with Voldo, and you just <laughs> ring out. I've done it before in Soul Calibur 2 where I did like an arcade game. Like, I, I have an arcade around my hometown. Mm-hmm. I was able to play Soul Calibur 2 as Voldo, and I think I finished the entire campaign, believe it or not, in like seven minutes. Because pretty much I did this like small little combo where I could easily ring people out within three seconds. It mm. was insane where I was just like, oh, that's it. That <laughs> I won. <laughs> if I remember correctly, you said you had the PS2 version? I do, actually. I think, I've been thinking about actually bringing it back because... Soul Calibur 2 is so good. Hmm. All right, wait. We were on the topic of announcements. We were talking about announcements. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's let's get back into it. Um, why, I, why don't I talk a little bit about some of my favorite announcements from the, the Direct, specifically, because 
I will probably not be shutting up about two of some of my favorite game series of all time. <laughs> all right. So first, they got in a new Metroid game, a new 2D Metroid game. This is uh-huh. the first time since Fusion, which came out in, I want to say... 2002. 2002. Or three, I forgot. Uh, it was the same day as Metroid when Metroid Prime 1 came out. Yep. And Metroid Prime 1 has gotten three different... Or Metroid Prime has gotten three different games. The 2D series, it's only... <laughs> it's been since uh, uh, Fusion. Or you could also say there was a remake in 2017 called Metroid 2 Return of Samus, which I would say it's good... Except it had a lot of issues. Mm-hmm. Um, it is based off of a... I, I'd honestly say it suffers from, I don't know, similar problems. But the re- strangely, the remake of uh, Fire Emblem Gaiden, uh, Echo Shadows of Valencia, suffered from. Really? Except on a lesser scale, because... Especially in uh, Echoes, like they just kind of copy-pasted maps that were made like at the time it was 16 years no 26 years before you're the one that's talking i have no idea yeah yeah (laughs) Uh, so there's like a lot of dated game design in it you know and and that's the big thing because when i was playing through metroid 2 i just saw so many halls and corridors that looked the same Mm -hmm. and some of the the games do have a problem like that but usually they have a fantastic map system. For some reason, I didn't really like the map system or anything about the the actually getting around in Metroid Prime or Metroid Two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also say there were a lot of ridiculous boss fights. Um, it was very tedious because you have to exterminate fifty Metroids, which can get very boring because but- it's the same type of fight, three or four different variations of a Metroid. But that's 50 of them mm-hmm. for a whole game. That's your whole goal. Yep. And I was, all of them. I, w- I was very like, okay, wow. It really is, you know, isn't pulling any stops or anything um, when it comes to the Metroids. And then there were a lot of boss fights where straight up I had maybe like four energy tanks, which is basically like hearts. Yep. And they would take out like two E-tanks in one hit. I'm like, what is going on? Why is this happening? It was frustrating. Uh-huh. And I'm really hopeful. I'm very excited because I think that they learn this company, the Mercury Steam, I want to say. Mercury Steam. Yeah, Mercury Steam. They're the ones that created this remake. They are going to be uh, basically navigating this uh, uh, or direct, you know, going through this new Metroid game. Yeah, Metroid Dread. Metroid Dread, which had been... It had been canceled twice in the past, like, 19, 18 years. Yep. Canceled twice and brought back, and it's the same storyline that they had all the way back then. Um, I'm excited. I'm absolutely excited because I've seen some of the new stuff. They know what they're doing. They know how to create Samus. I squealed like a little schoolgirl when I saw Metroid Dread. You have no idea because it has a horror element to it, which Metroid Fusion actually brought in. Mm-hmm. And I was excited, but it was very scripted. The, the fighting you know, sequences with those horror elements, they were scripted, and this one doesn't look like that. 
Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not as much of a Metroid fan as Mike is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I can understand why you're excited. There is so much to be excited about, and I honestly believe that Mercury Steam, they understand who Samus is, what her goals and motives are, and just how she she maneuvers around the place. Because looking at some of the trailers that have come out recently, for better or for worse, because they have spoiled a little bit that I wanted to be a surprise, mm-hmm. um, there's all sorts of stuff about speed boost shine spark it looks like they're looking at the speed running community and saying let's do this let's try making a game that people can actually speed run through just like super metroid just like uh metroid prime one and two stuff like that it's Mm -hmm. really really fun looking at all these metroidvania games and basically they're taking a page out of those right um the, the other game that I really wanted to talk about before I hand the mic to Max uh, really quickly, pretty much, is uh, WarioWare. Yep, WarioWare, get it together. Get it together. This series, not that people know what it's like, but pretty much it's all sorts of micro games. It's yep. kind of been coined by WarioWare, uh, you know, in Nintendo, but pretty much this idea is you have like a good five seconds, if not six seconds, to complete a little mini-game. And you have no idea what it's going to entail. It could be literally strumming a guitar. The next one could be picking out nose hairs mm-hmm. out of someone's nose. The next one, it could be a, a retro-style thing where you're, you know, Mario and Mario Sunshine, and you have to clean a little bit of, like, sludge. Yeah, yeah it's a... Uh part of get it together they have a bunch of nintendo related games and basically they they make those mini games they get all sorts of retro stuff and they're like okay do it <laughs> yeah i think actually i think there was one is there a xenoblade one that's i haven't seen a xenoblade one what i did see a splatoon 2 one. Oh right yeah uh i actually really enjoyed that one because in splatoon basically the whole idea is to you know Get as much paint on turf. And basically in this mini game, this micro game that they had, you had two different sides and basically had to look at the the map at a bird's eye view and say which one actually won, which one had the most paint on the turf. And I found that really, really fun because you had to determine which side it is. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I love doing in, like, Splatoon. As soon as a match ends, I look at it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, did we do it? Are we, like, the, like, 0.01% more uh-huh. paint than the the other team? Yeah, exactly. And to, to have that little micro game, I was like, ooh! Yeah. Uh, also, another thing about Get It Together. Uh, so, WarioWare games tend to have, like, their gimmick in the title. They always have a little gimmick. Yeah. Like, for example, smooth moves is motion controlled. So, you know, move. Move. Yeah. Or, you know, something Warrior like... Warrior touched yeah. on the DS where you have to use, use the, the stylus. stylus to touch and play those micro games. Or do it yourself, which is just make your own WarioWare levels. But That was so much fun when I got to do those. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, forget it together. It's multiplayer with... Just yep. one other person? Yep, one other pe- person. So it's it's co-op. Um, and it's it's really fun because 
they like to have it where basically you play as the different characters of WarioWare. Because it's not just Wario. It's all sorts of this, like, crazy zany cast. And they all have their own quirks and moves. Mm -hmm. um, so basically you have to use those people, shuffle around them, and determine how what to, to yeah what yeah. to do and how you use your moves to complete that goal it's much more difficult than any other warrior game i've seen mm -hmm. um but i i think the coolest thing is they use that co-op aspect and it can be to your advantage or it could be your to your uh, detriment mm -hmm. because do you remember that there was this one mini game where it said like get seven coins yep and pretty much... Oh, yeah, it says, yeah, it's get seven coins, no more, no less. It's like, literally that. If you get more, immediately you lost that minigame. If you get less, you just lost that minigame. So, basically, if you have two people trying to get coins, I've had it before. It was like, okay, I'm going to get seven. And Max is thinking, I'm going to get seven. We accidentally got nine. Yeah. <laughs> and then we lose. Like, that is, that's a huge detriment where I was like, okay, we have to actually communicate exactly. when we do these. And we only have five seconds to communicate. Either that or we practice and understand who's going to do what. Yeah. Uh, it tends to get faster as it goes along. So, like, the timer will get shorter and shorter it's, until yeah. eventually it's just, like, too much it's, it's too fast and i've seen it and it's so fun because it has a little like high score meter where it'll be like okay you you lost but you did like 50 mini games or micro games mm -hmm. there is someone on twitter that i saw recently where they got 136 micro games done and that's just the demo that is just the demo i will just say this warrior looks fantastic but why don't i uh have you talk a little bit about the games that you've heard from for announcements mm -hmm. and i think that someone just left a note for for cm life so why don't you talk a little bit about what you are excited about well uh let's see so i saw that at the e3 the nintendo direct at e3 i saw the uh advance wars remake which is one and two. Uh, I'm surprised that they even thought about brought, bringing those back. It's a crazy thing that Nintendo has been doing recently where they just get some of those really old IPs and they just decide, yeah, that's going to come back. Exactly. I don't know. Maybe it's because like Intelligent Systems is having a little bit of a break between Fire Emblems, but... And that's perfectly fine. If anything, I think this is a breakthrough for yeah. Fire Emblem because Three Houses, it sold really well. I wouldn't be surprised if Nintendo saw how well it sold. They're probably working on the next big hit Fire Emblem game. Mm -hmm. But really, I'm thinking that they're starting to realize, wow, people are really enjoying strategy games. Just take a look at the, the Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Mm -hmm. That's doing good. Yeah. You know, they're getting a sequel. I'm thinking that with Advanced Wars, the whole reason they're doing this is because they're realizing people love strategy games. Uh-huh. And I'm excited for that because if we do get those remakes, who knows? Maybe they're not working on the next Fire Emblem. Maybe they're working on the next Advanced Wars. Perhaps. Uh, another one I'm excited for is, funnily enough, we were talking about 
another entry in the series earlier, SMT5, which oh, is yeah. a game that was revealed back in 2017. We heard nothing about it until, what was it, 2020? It was 2020, around the time when they announced the remaster for of... SMT Nocturne. And then they just dropped the teaser for SMT5 and everyone freaked out. It was and, insane. And then for E3, they actually had, like, you know, a gameplay trailer. And I gotta say, it looks fantastic. They're getting rid of random encounters for mm-hmm. this game. Oh. I, oh, oh. Little technical difficulties, people. Uh, but, yeah, no, if anything, I, I'm excited. I'm so excited because this game, it is... It's a huge staple mm-hmm. in terms of RPGs. It's one of those things where Persona did a lot of good stuff for RPGs. Uh-huh. Uh, it brought in a lot of new fans and just a lot of fun, cool things. And I think that SMT, I think that it's a great series. I think that people should get into it. It's just there really hasn't been too many SMT games that are accessible lately. Exactly. I mean, the last one was on the 3DS. And SMT 4. Again, people didn't know much about it. They didn't really have too many units that were produced. And now it's one of those things where if you look around a game store, you might find it for a good, like, 70 bucks. Mm-hmm. Something like that. It's ridiculous, and it's wild that it's becoming that way. Uh-huh. But I think that this is fun. I think that being able to see these new demons doing all that stuff, um, it's like a very dark uh, Pokemon, and it's fun. (laughs) It's like, uh, if you ever heard the whole thing that, you know, Pokemon is satanic, well, it's pretty much just that. You just convince demons to join you, and then you have them fight with you and i will say one of my favorite things about the smt series is the negotiations with them because they're so funny where they'll be like hey give me your life like a little bit of your hp give me a little bit of your money and if you don't like deny something you'll be like no 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 i don't want to if you just keep giving them stuff, they're like, ha, chump, and then, and then leave. They, they just dip. They just um, leave. <laughs> there was some point where I was running out of uh, money in SMT3, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, please, I'll give you all my money. And they called me a chump, and I they left. I got no money. I was like, oh, my God. I only have, like, 3,000, like, maca or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm screwed. You know, there was this clip that Mike showed me. Of, uh, it was the Looney Tunes show. And it was how uh, Bugs and Daffy meet. And Daffy just walks up to him. He's like, hey, you got a stamp? And got anything else? Yeah, pretty much Bugs Bunny <laughs> just kind of gives him a stamp. And he's just like, all right, what else you got? Yeah, what else you got? <laughs> <laughs> and just immediately I was like, oh, man. Yeah, that's a negotiation there. Uh-huh. Yeah, they brought back the uh, negotiation system in Persona 5. It was just a bit more simplified. Just to, you know, make it less unfair when a demon takes all your stuff and just says, hot, idiot. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's... 
I, I, I think that we should probably move, but I, I love SMT. That's coming out in November. And I should also mention Metroid Dread is coming out October 8th. And WarioWare Get It Together is coming out next week on Friday. Yeah. Um. So why don't we get into the last final segment of the week. We'll keep this one just a little bit short. But we do love this random game that we have picked, which is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, what a title. So, yeah, uh, I mean, it'd be kind of hard to not know, but uh, Super Mario 3D World was a Wii U game that was released back in 2013. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, it was kind of like a kind of basic Mario game. It wasn't what people were looking for back then. It wasn't. Yeah. They but, they were looking for the next Sunshine, the next Galaxy, the next 64. 64. Yep. They weren't expecting another 3D game because the, ne- uh, the previous 3D game was on the 3DS called 3D Land. It was pretty much um, just a proof of concept. Oh, yeah. Than... And it, w- it was fun. It was great. It was just... Basic. Very basic. And for them to say, okay, we got that 3D Land formula. Now we're going to add more people. I just remember thinking, so, so it's like... New Super Mario Brothers Wii, but 3D. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, kept thinking, what's the point of this? There, There's nothing super creative about it, but just like any other port of a, a Wii U game, this Switch version Added made me things. actually realize how much I love 3D World, mm-hmm. um, especially because you do have that co-op aspect that I personally think is the best 3D uh, co-op when it comes to a Mario game. Exactly. Or um, best co-op. Best because... co-op, yeah. It's the only 3D one. Mm-hmm. Um, but Max and I can attest that we have had our own competitiveness when it comes to this stuff because once you complete a level, pretty much... Your, uh, your points are tallied. You get a crown if, you, if you're the highest scoring person. And let me just tell you, people... When you have that crown, people go nuts over it. It's like the ring from Lord of the Rings. It is like, the ring. It is the ring that rules. power. It rules them all. And in a certain way, everybody envies that person. And mm-hmm. they want to just see them crumble down. They just want to see themselves with that crown and think, ha, 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 everybody else is a peasant. I'm the one that has the the crown because I stomped a bunch of Goombas and got the stamps and the stars. Okay. Cast the crown into the fire. Destroy it. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's... <laughs> and if the, the only difference between Lord of the Rings, that whole thing, and Super Mario 3D World, if someone says no, you can just... You can, someone can just carry you and just throw you off of a cliff or, or just... Get, or get you hurt intentionally so it knocks... The crown off so you get it <laughs> immediately it becomes the most competitive stuff we have had s- some fun fighting matches <laughs> about the game we are not going to say that it was bad um, but it was it was fun it was yeah. a lot of fun actually just screaming at each other that we want the crown yeah exactly um, and, and i will fight you for it yeah there were adjustments made in the switch version like for example uh the characters can run faster it like, makes the speed so much more tolerable. Yeah, like, for example, the slowest character in the game is faster than the fastest one in the Wii U version. Which is just 
mind-boggling uh-huh. to me. And I would also just want to add for pretty much the end, Bowser's theory is actually that that concept that everybody was wanting for the Wii U version, which was an open-world, non-linear-style uh, uh, 3D Mario game. Mm-hmm. And I would say that it did really well. It was short. It was yeah. very short for uh, one of those games. At the same time, it probably had some of my favorite formula when it comes to the 3D Mario games. Yeah, it definitely didn't overstate its welcome. Never overstated its welcome. It There was no going into painting. There was no going into the sludge that was M or anything yeah, like the, that. The paint, yeah. yeah, the paint or anything like that. Nothing like that. Instead, the entire world was already loaded in. And pretty much, you just, you just went around. Level. You just did the level. You just had to. It was it was so neat just playing through that. Also, uh, things like what was it, Fury Bowser? That caused a stir. Uh, Super Saiyan Cat Goku. Super yeah, Saiyan Mario. Cat Goku. Mario. <laughs> yeah. No, it's was... Goku. It's just it's Goku. It, it's Goku. Yeah. It's Goku with a mustache and Italian. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, really weird thing about it is that everything in that Bowser's Fury expansion, it's all based on cats. Like Every single thing. Literally, the ground, the grass is fur. And I think that's where we're... <laughs> you don't... Actually, I will say, you don't get to pet the cat, but you get to become the cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you get to become a cat. Be like... cat. <laughs> Instead of Nintendo saying, we've got games, it said, we've got cats. Exactly. That was a weird phase. That was a weird phase. But Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I think that's a good thing to end off with. We're, we're going to figure out what the next, uh, episode will be, but you will get to be the first to know as soon as possible. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for tuning in to Level Up Chips. We'll see you later. See ya.